0: How we doing? I'm David. I'm Phil. And I'm Andy. And this is Talking Cod. Three northern blokes talking about middle life and growing old disgracefully. Frank. Fearless. Funny.
1: In other words, Talking Cod. So, David, Tapper, Big Heed... Eccles, Phil, Mixmaster, DMC, Birchy Balls, Butchie nol. How are you doing, guys? Yo. Good, thank yo, you. you. Yo, yo. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Really good to see you. <laughs> what, um, what listeners cannot get across here is just how beautiful you guys are actually now with colour in your cheeks, Dave, and a nice, new, shiny haircut, Phil. Yes. I don't think it comes across in a podcast, no. but if you could see what I could see now, you'd be a very very happy person <laughs> good to see you <laughs> you're very kind sir you're very kind and i've got an optician's appointment coming up soon <laughs> oh, there, oh, there you go <laughs> there
0: you go How, how's this for a bit of uh midlife mid-lifeness you well you've had your optician's appointment i've just been for some uh, earwax removal and a hearing test what's all that about oof, know. oof. Where where you know where have been again I can't tell what you're saying what you say what? Again. What? <laughs> say again what
1: say again what do
0: you say come on, again so yeah go. all's all so I... good all's good not got an ear yeah, in it so no not at all no he removed uh, my left ear needed some wax from i've had problems oh. with my left ear ever since <laughs> i was a kid <laughs> and i was getting ready to go out and i was removing some wax using a an earbud and the mm-hmm. phone rang and I forgot that the uh, the uh, oh. it was in my ear, so I picked up the I picked up the phone and proceeded to smash it into, me, into my ear. So I, it, phones were heavy in them days. They were they were with the big with a big dials, yeah. Uh, yeah. which was I mean it put me on my ass. Uh, it was sore, but it sort of self regulated the earwax because up until recently I think because I've maybe opened the the ear, inner ear up a little bit, earwax used to drop out. But this time it didn't do, so I've had to go and have it removed. But now I'm back in full nice. flow. Uh, although it says my left ear is slightly... Well, it's not as good as my right ear and asked me if I'd, uh, if I'd had a job where I used uh, machinery and stuff like that. And I said, no, nah, it's just music. I just listened to my music too loud. <laughs> and he chuckled, he chuckled. Oh, so there you go. There's a bit of
1: midlifeness for you, boys. Oh, Hearing well, aid, I eye
0: test. Yeah. Yeah, who knows?
1: It's all full. I of thought the the I thought the ear injury would have been wearing a clip round the ear roll for being a gobby shot. No, no, some, no, not at all. Shut Shut up. Up. I could deal with them.
0: No. I could deal with them. No problem. Yeah, I've had various clip round the ear roll ear roll over over, over the years from various <laughs> sources, but the uh, the earbud one was probably <laughs> the most painful. If I'm honest with you.
1: Mm. It sounds traumatic. It's like something out of Saw. <laughs> saw? Saw 5? <five. laughs> the, the ear murder. <laughs> didn't,
0: didn't stop me going out though.
1: <laughs> and speaking of ear drums, um, Phil, we've, we've just been talking so much over this last week about a subject which is close to pretty much everybody's heart but more yours. Mm-hmm. Did not realise how talented you are oh, from shucks. a musical background. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Go go on. What's no? Why did you tell us this?
0: Oh gosh.
2: Well, it's a little. It's one of those things that you're
0: blushing. You've made him blush. He's actually blushing. He's going red. Look at that.
2: (laughs) I am. Don't like talking about stuff like this. I. Yeah. It's stuff. I've I've, I've been involved in music for years and years and years and and kind of. been in bands done lots of production stuff um ran
0: a small label drop some uh, names phil tell song. them who you know tell them who you know drop some names <laughs> come on because i'm impressed with it i'm impressed
2: <laughs> well no i'm not gonna name i did go for i did go for lunch once with sophie ellis baxter uh, which was uh, which was interesting um because she would uh, heard a song we'd worked on and we got invited down to that london uh, to chat to her which was odd, really. Um, and once DJed in a bar uh, in New York, the one time I've ever DJed with none other than Ian McCulloch from Echo and the Bunnymen. No.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
2: And I ended up very, very drunk, very drunk. And I met, that's where I met what became my first client this time around that I've been free, freelance, a company called Active Air. So the, Lara and Hadesh. Uh, shout out to Lara and Adesh uh, came to meet me and my, my friend German Frank who was our drummer Frank. In, the, in the band German Frank uh, and yeah I was terribly drunk by this point and they ended up having to sort of shove shove me in the lift uh, back up to uh, where,
0: I st- where I was uh,
2: stopping at the time I thought you were so, going to yes. say it's
0: where you met your first wife and you're now on your <laughs> fourth or something like that I, don't, I, know,
2: I know no but you know what It's it, it's, it's
0: you know, as a kid,
2: you know, in well, like all of us really, are, you know, growing up in the in the sort of in the 80s and sort of coming into teenage life at, at the end of the 80s. So doing that and being based in the north west of England, based, based yeah. in sort of in and around Manchester, um, I just always remember, I've got this really vivid memory of when, um, I think Happy Mondays and the Inspiral Carpets and the Stone Roses were all on that one episode of Top of the Pops and, and up until that point, it had been this underground thing that you just sort of noticed was happening in town or you felt part of. And then all of a sudden it went mainstream and just seeing Sean and Bez on Top of the Pops. I just thought, well, if they fucking can, you know, make it, anyone can. You know, and I think <laughs> that I think you know, laughing aside, that I actually do reflect on that moment quite a lot because it did give me that sort of inner drive to think, "Sod it, you know, if you want to do something, it's yours for the taking." Mm. It's, it's been like that yeah. for me, kind of ever since.
1: Um, I love that. I mean, what a period of time as well. I, me- I remember watching that on Top of the Pops so and just being just blown away with it a, a mate of mine I, I worked at an insurance broker because didn't have quite as glamorous introduction <laughs> into um working life as you did phil mixmaster dmc new york dj <laughs> <laughs> um we worked at insurance i met my, my mate martin went yeah couple order this and it was a stone roses and i'm mad I'm, even now, I can just remember going, "What the? Mm-hmm. I've never heard anything as good as this in my life." Is this what music's all about? And prior to that, I was always like influenced by family, if you like, you know. So yeah. my dad like used to like Chubby Checker mm-hmm. and Fats Domino <laughs> and Elvis, and then our kid was into rock and roll. So anything in the '60s was horrible, but the '50s rock and roll was brilliant. Yeah. And then suddenly, I've kind of started to find my own thing, like. DJs like in the mid '80s, you know, so, you know, your Grandmaster Melly Mel, Grandmaster Flash, Furies, Fives, that like breakdance music, electro music, and then these these artists, if you like, who just created music out of absolutely nothing, without any instruments, yeah. and then suddenly to go into this Storm Roses, Happy Mondays, in Spiral Carpets, you know, it's just these are just periods of your life where you just you can remember vividly where you where I listened to that first tape. You know it was it was on c90 obviously yep. then i went out and bought the vinyl as you do i can remember putting the needle on the vinyl and that anticipation or that little rumble and, yeah. a, and a bit of a crackle and then suddenly guitar comes in and it was even now hair sticking up at the back of my neck yeah what a feeling what I mean what what do you remember either of you what do you remember about you know those most memorable moments emotionally you know what did you listen to and what still spikes your enthusiasm i I think if you
0: if you look at how old we are as well and that time so in those 80s i was probably either leaving high school left high school or leaving high school manchester was the center of the universe when it came Mm -hmm. to when Mm -hmm. it came to music it was just what i mean what an incredible place and Mm -hmm. I'll never, ever forget being at school and pop high school and probably the foot might've been the fourth or fifth year. And one of the lads stopped me in the corridor outside the art rooms and gave me a tape and I, and it was, and it was a red bass tape and on one side, it had the stone roses and the other side, it had, uh, uh, hardcore up raw, raw mix. And the rest is sort of like history for me because it just, everything started then as well. And it's a time in your life when you're getting into stuff, you you've got some freedom, you can experience things, you know, you're nipping into town, you're trying to get in the Hacienda before you should be getting in the Hacienda and things like that. And, and Mm -hmm. just the just the variety of the music that was there, Happy Mondays, and then the rave culture and everything, it felt free, It felt super, super Mm -hmm. free to do stuff, you know, and I think, I think you're right there when, you, when you're talking about how you can associate certain times of your life with music and a particular feeling. And I still get that now. Mm. I was brought up in a household. I was brought up on uh, meatloaf uh, and ABBA. And even now, if we're out and about <laughs> and some ABBA comes on, I'm, I'm up, I'm up. Seriously. What, a, Dad what a diet. oh my goodness me.
1: I love it I love it. I love a bit I love a bit of other. But if I have my Go on, so when when do you when do you lose your shit? You know, what do you hear when you got? That's me, God? I like now. progressive trans me. I'm still into my tunes. <laughs> oh right. I didn't I don't remember that one from Betty and Bjorn.
0: <laughs> you know
2: progressive Trends <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah true I do I still I, I still love it I still absolutely love it and we'll still try and if we can maybe not as frequent but every couple of months or three months we'll still try and, set, we'll try and, still try and do a decent club like, club night uh, which is awesome the, the problem I have though is the fallout the day after or the week after I'm like oh it's not good it's not good at all <laughs> But uh, if we're in a club, uh, for example, if we went to see John Double O Fleming, then you won't see me all night. I'd just be, I'd just lose myself in it. A few cans of Red Stripe and afterwards Dave, he'll be all right. He'll be down there in the mixer somewhere. He'd be on his own, you know. And people tend to leave me alone. I don't <laughs> tend to get mithered for. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This bald-headed bearded bloke, like, shaking shakes. I think people are just like, yeah, don't go near him. Don't go anywhere near him. Just, just leave him well alone. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's the type of stuff I love. But if we were doing some abba came on, boys,
1: I'm in. Book me in for some of that abba. <laughs> 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 Gotta be done. I love it. Phil, have you got? Have you got a guilty kind of pleasure oh, type of genre? I mean, because I mean, you okay? You, you've just like elevated the bar. You're mega cool. You know, you're a New York DJ. You know, all the coolest people in the Magister scene. <laughs> but there must be something you've got to confess to.
2: Bloody hell! No, because I'm such a
1: therapist. I'm such.
2: I'm too cool. I'm so cool. No, it's not. I just. I just. I, went, <laughs> I tell you what. I went. I went. I went, I, went this, I went for a jog the other day, and then and I always have my watch, but my tunes on. Normally, stick. It, well, I'll either listen to some podcasts, not unlike the one we're listening to now, or I might. I like listening to Doves when I'm running because I don't know. Just musically brilliant band, and uh, you know and um, they, they had their place in that culture as well because they were sub sub before they were doves and that's an amazing thing. Um, but then I had, so I had, this time I had the, the tunes on random and uh, I got about three quarters of the way round my little route that I was doing proper in the flow. And I think someone, not naming any names, but probably my daughter had been mucking around on my phone because as I'm sort of, you know, Striding through, all of a sudden, Lady in Red comes on, and I'm like, oh. What the hell is this? By like, you know, Chris burr the uh, yeah. the sort of uh, well, I'm not going to say anything about his, his solicitors, might be listening, but you know, um,
0: but the yeah, awesome the, songwriter, the, <laughs> producer that he was. <laughs> that's, him. That's, what we're we're saying, it? that's what burr. we're saying, that's what we're saying.
2: Um, yeah, so no, I don't. I really, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm trigger happy on the fast forward button when anything weird comes up. I had another one where, was it Superman by Black Lace? Oh. <laughs> that came on again. One, so it's yeah, I just
0: don't tolerate it. I don't think I have any guilty pleasures, music wise. What about Meatloaf? Just... Bat Out of L? Come on, <sighs> boys. It's it's. Don't you can't pull your face at that. Oh yeah, can't knock that. Ten, yeah, 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 ten yeah. minutes of awesomeness.
2: Is it ten minutes? Ten—that's ten minutes. You're never going to get back every time you listen to it. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I tell you, he's obviously made a load on it, and he? he's made—you know—doesn't have to work again, does he?
0: Who knows? He might There's be stuck in shelves in uh, in some in Walmart, mate, in the states. Yeah, Who knows? <laughs> 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 I, don't I
1: love know. that. It, when. when when you said Black Lace then, I, I think I was in Butlins, Skegness, as a, as a young teenager, having to go to one of these, you know, these nights, or these bars that you had to go to, and like between seven and nine to put music on for kids. Yeah. And then parents were just happily going about yeah. getting leathered on their own. I remember that sort of thing. And I was just back in Butlins thinking yeah. that is just one of the worst periods of my life. Not because it was Butlins, just because we had to listen to crap like yeah. that. And Shawadi Wadi. Oh, the kid! the kids, don't knock Shawadi Wadi. I've seen them several times. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, all older. What? Tell, what is wrong with Shawadi Wadi? I loved a bit of rock no, and roll. Yeah, Honestly, let's. let's go for a little oh, <laughs> oh, one. The no, the walk. Walk.
2: Yeah, really. I'm telling you. We could be an unofficial Shawadi Wadi trip you banged.
1: Nothing wrong with Shawty Body yeah. at all. You know, you know this this trio could be breaking up soon. You can carry on <laughs> language like that. <laughs> you don't like meatloaf. You don't like Shawty body. You're, you're just too, like? for, too cool for school, <laughs> aren't you? Oh, there's an Adamant reference. There you go. Adamant. Don't drink. Oh, don't yeah. smoke. What, you, what do, do you,
2: you do? Yeah, yeah. yeah no. But I, I just, I, again, going back to this, that that point in the late '80s just felt like an amazing point for music because so much happened at that at that time like um acid house was just you know exploding yeah, in the clubs nice, nice. and and and, and, yeah. and it's just this kind of it's a point where you know you know you know when when parents kind of you know i probably think the same about like trap music now that you go yeah. what the hell is that noise you're listening to you know yeah. but actually you know back in the late 80s you've got like eight-weight drum machines or 909s. Mm. 909s had the better snare drum, as I often say. And then the the the, the TB303 uh, bass machine that made all that squelchy acid house kind of sound. And that stuff was relatively cheap, rather nice and accessible, and anyone could do it. So, you know, you had th- that's why it kind of exploded. At the same time in the charts, you had Stock Aitken and Waterman doing just very, you know, established uh, producers with a sort of shed load of talent around them, but just knocking out this stuff that was just like churning out rubbish with the, with the best kit in the world. And you've got kids just putting stuff together. And I, I again, I remember just thinking at that point, this is very accessible. I could, I, I could do this. I could get into music. I could make stuff, make tunes. And um, that's where I think I've got my addiction to technology and, and buying little bits of synths and sequences and drum machines and just cobbling it all together. Just a really exciting time. And, you know, it obviously then impacted on, you know, the, 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 again, in Manchester, the sort of the, the the more of the guitar bands that sort of fused the dance music with what they were doing already, which I mean, that's when you get to like Phil's Gold by um the stone roses that's the perfect yeah. moment when the two sort of cross over because you know it's a it's a, like a nine minute was it 9.52 i can't remember the duration of the Phil's goal but it's a bloody long track it's awesome it as obviously well. i know and it was never designed to be just sat and listened to it was clearly designed to be played in a club and it sampled well it, it they've got various influences on it from from other sources and it's that sort of it. kind of almost had that acid house thing without it being acid house. It was mm. very simple and minimal and repetitive. And it's kind of, you know, and I think that's really exciting because I knew order had been doing sort of guitar mm. and dance electronic sort of stuff for many, many years. But this was the point where it became accessible and more people started being able to make music that way.
1: It's just, uh, did you think, people in previous generations are as enthusiastic about their experiences of music because you because you were saying something before dave about oh it was just free it was just everything it's like it's it's almost like the 60s flower power movement with the way you described it and it could even been like you know the late 50s people talk about Elvis Presley going wow this is just amazing it blows my mind and then you're probably going all the way back through the generations there's probably key moments where other people are going We've never heard anything like this before. You can just stop the clock now. You don't need to produce yeah, any more done. music because this is the best thing i have ever yeah. heard. You don't have to do anything else. Do you reckon that's happened in the I past? Think, I think
0: you're right. If I look at my boys, so I've got two boys, I look at my two boys and they listen to music and stuff like that, but I don't think it's had the influence on their life yet or potentially will do as much as it has done for me, as in literally helping probably defining who I am to a certain extent mm. or influencing who I am and being huge influential periods of my time you know in my life and even now and mm. music for me I guess there were movements weren't they so you had the indie scene that came along and that was a big movement then you had then you had the dance scene I'll never ever forget walking in Bowlers at Trafford Park the first time I went it's a warehouse I walked in thousands of people in front of me just sort of like this nomadic the place we're rocking i'm stood at the back for about 30 minutes just going oh my god this is incredible this is this is incredible and and even now when we go to, when we go to a gig i still get that buzz you know people people say ah oh, it's not as good as it used to be i still have a good time i still have a really good time mm-hmm. and i think a big piece of it for me is also escapism just cutting off from everything, yeah. the day, everything. You go in there and you're in that moment, you're in that time there, and you just, everything goes, everything just mm. disappears. And even now, if I'm mm. having a bad day, if I'm having a shit day, having a crap day, bang some tunes on. And it can significantly mm. change how I'm feeling, mm. depending on what I put on, you know, and yeah. in in a major way. But I think, yeah, I don't think my boys or, have experienced that today or necessarily will do unless something comes along at a time which is a soundtrack to a movement it's, yeah. it's more it's, it's i guess it's experiential as well isn't it it's
1: yeah do you think that's like a divergence of that period of your life and that music scene changing or is it one or the other both. or both? Because you know, because you, you're talking about a period of your life there. So, mm. you know, throw this one out to you. If if the only thing in the charts at the time was Stock Cake, and Waterman, Aber, and Meatloaf, would they have had as much impact on you because it was that period of your life? No. Or just because and we are biased, those music genres, that scene was just so amazing. Mm. And it was happening
2: around us. I mean that's that's like yeah. that that's the, the bit That was exciting for me because up until that point if you ever heard bands i mean there were were very few bands from the north the northwest that really broke through an artist it tends to be the industry certainly was always london centric and um just the fact that all of a sudden all of this stuff was literally on your doorstep and it was people round the corner from you that were doing these things made it really exciting made it and and as dave said you know it Manchester for a little while there was the epicenter of the musical world. And, and just, you know, and uh, has continued to be in a lot of ways and previously was in a lot of ways, but never at that sort of like big bang sort of moment. And and it just so happens that big bang sort of collided with us becoming, you know, coming of age, as they say in the olden days, you know, I think it was just, I, I, I just, I'm just, incredibly thankful that that yeah. happened and 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 it set you know it's that stuff set me in track for what, what I wanted to do in life because like I say it gave me that self confidence to go if I want to do something I, I could just make it happen myself and you know all of I can I can draw a line between stuff that happened then and where my life is now a direct line you know I remember being on the bus uh, home from Manchester City Centre, and and bus drivers used to be a bit weird. Still are, but no, don't want to upset any bus drivers.
1: My uncle was a bus I don't driver. Want to upset my him. uncle Chris. <laughs> was he? It was hard as and well. And the schwaddy Wadi fan <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leave schwaddy Wadi out. But, yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 but I remember, like, being honest, and they always used to frown on you if you wanted to change out the fiver, right? You know. So, and the bus home was one pound thirty from from Manchester. So I had to get change. So I went into the WH Smiths and I bought a copy of the Melody Maker just to get myself a bit of change for. I've read this on the way up. Read it, and in the back, on the back, in the back, sort of, there was an advert there in the little classified thing. Sort of said, um, um, singer looking for uh, synth player uh, influences. New Order, Depeche Mode, what have you uh, call this number and a number was like a Stockport number and again it's like bloody hell you know it's I wouldn't normally expect to see anyone around my neck of the woods and there's someone looking for someone that, that does what I do likes some of the same bands that I like I'll give him a ring and then you know met that guy Phil formed a band with him which went on for a couple of years we did some really interesting things met German Frank big shout out to German Frank. Genic. And then sort of ended up on a, on a, on a trajectory there and and that influenced, it influenced my close friend network as well, like that call, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, you know, the point of when you come away from school and college and you sort of old sort of friends sort of disappear and go their thing, do their thing and you, you become friendly with a new set of people. Well, that came from that one requirement of change for the bus at home, you know, and then Yeah, I think it's just interesting and I can trace it all back to music and, you know.
0: I like what you've just said there, the grateful aspects of it. And I'm with you on that. I think when you look back and reflect, holy smoke, man, look Mm -hmm. at some of the stuff and the experiences that you've had off the back of some good tunes, you know? Yeah. And you can remember it yeah. like that but you can remember it and you can associate yeah. the feelings with it as well it makes me tingle sometimes it's like wow yeah. mm. and also to be to still have it now to still have that mm. influence in your life now and influencing if you said to me dave there's a gig on in holland on on next month, uh, next saturday it's, it's it's in utrecht do you want to i'd be like i'd yeah i'm in if i can get there mm. if i can get cover for football mm. i'm coming with you because it's just awesome. Mm, Yeah.
2: And it's, and and a memory, I was thinking about this, you know, memories and music, I don't know why it is, but there's got to be something scientific about how music can attach itself to memories in a way that you don't, perhaps, you know, a, a picture, doesn't attach itself to memories. And you can look at a photo, you know, you, you get the on this day sort of pictures that pop up on on your phone and you go, where was that? Where was What was that? You know, where were we then? You know, I don't recognise that place. But if you hear a piece of music, there's something, maybe instant. It's, it's instant, isn't it? Yeah, and, and maybe it's because it's a, um, like, a, it's a bunch of things happening at once. It's a bunch of melodies and, and sounds all happening in a way that is embedded in your brain, that it just is able to sort of dig through the memory banks. This sounds like a lot of rubbish now, doesn't it? But I think there's something in it that it just triggers something. I, you know, I can, I can, you know, I can. so here's a point, I was listening, I was watching a YouTube video last night about how they made I Feel Loved by Donna Summer which again one of the best tracks yeah, ever. Awesome. Be-
1: amazing what a pioneering shoe oh uh,
2: there's a really interesting a really interesting story that I found out which I'll, I'll try and surmise in a minute but but I remember like being a kid on <laughs> occasionally my dad my dad was a truck driver and occasionally over the summer holidays we'd end up on on the truck with my dad driving to swizzles in matlock getting a load of sugary sweets and getting some free and all that but i remember i just i mean i must have been plumbing when did it come out 78 so i would have been four years old when it was in the charts when it was out and i can still remember being on that swizzle on the on the truck to, to swizzles listening <laughs> it. Like, how mad is that four years old i can't remember you know, you know, I can't, can't remember things that happened yesterday, yeah. you know, in that same level. And so the interesting thing about, I feel love, one of the interesting things is that the album that it was taken from, I didn't, didn't notice at the time when the, when Giorgio Moroder produced this album, it was a concept album with 10 tracks on it and each track tracked a different decade in, in, in music. So there was like it's one amazing. from like the fifth one, one that was made to sound like the 50s and one that a Tamla Motown sounding one, etc., etc. And then it gets to I Feel Love, which is the last track on the album. And they said, well, we want to do something that's futuristic, like feels like the future of music. A bloody hell it was, you know, it's just yeah. absolutely stunning. So, um, and the other thing is, how long did I Feel Love take to record? Guess. Ten minutes, I'm guessing. Not, not far off. I mean, if you did something like that now, it'd, it'd be weeks getting 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 a sound right, mix, remixing it, overdubs. You know, two to three hours. He said, "Come on!" To produce what is a, you know an a, a absolute masterpiece of music, amazing. Yeah,
1: I think it is. Start Hypnotic to finish as well, then.
2: isn't it? Start to finish. Yeah. Vocal was done in yeah. one take. Insane. Yeah. It
1: was it was um pioneering in so many ways that though, wasn't it? Because it wasn't at the first commercially successful track without any actual percussion instruments on it whatsoever. Yeah. It was just purely pure electronic. Digitised music. Yeah. 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 Awesome. That, that really, but then he then he ruined it all and did like electric Dreams. Yeah, didn't no, he? With, what's his face. I was gonna say Fergal, but no the uh Phil
2: Phil, Phil, Oakley. Phil, Oakey. Oakley, Phil Oakey, think, yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. So i mean there's i mean a lot of it sounds like nostalgia and i'm not typically the kind of person who likes nostalgia because i'm all about you know there's here and now and there's a future i'm not going to the past that's not important but you know Dave, you were talking about you know where you were at certain times phil you were talking about you know you were four year old and your dad's in your dad's lorry sort of thing my dad was a lorry driver as well so I remember vivid stuff there mm. but um kind of a little bit of a segue here we'll come back to it but my daughter was watching a Netflix series. she's 17. she watches a Netflix series and I went, haven't you seen this already because yeah, it's the fourth time I'm watching this series now. So my like, why would you waste <laughs> your life watching crap? that like, it was crap in the first place, but why are you watching it for the third, fourth, or fifth time? She went, Dad, it's comforting. Mm. I'm like, oh my God, that's me and music. Yeah. that's exactly what I do. When you were saying like when you, you know when you just want to drown the world out and forget things, I get it, you know, so, you know, there's, there's the, she's probably more visual than I am. And I'm certainly auditory in that respect. You know, for me to to completely leave conscious, lose consciousness is I've got to listen to music. It just takes me somewhere else. You know, I can remember certain parts of my life, etc. But just want to go on to something now. we talk really positively about how music's in- impacted our lives how it affects us so, you know we see it in you now and you know people listening to the podcast won't see how phil you just became tapper then because you started banging, <laughs> banging on Shit. the desk sorry
2: sorry yeah. Pass- passes, right.
1: passes me notes da- dave Dap-, Dap dip productions are going to be having a word with you after this <laughs> <Yeah>. one um, <laughs> but you did be <laughs> not tapping a little bit um because you just you just come alive mm-hmm. and we all do you know we all come alive at certain memories but these are positive memories. Are there times you've listened to music and it's brought you to tears? Have, have you have you gone, I can't cope with this anymore? Are there certain songs that I want to bring you down? Because we listen to music sometimes to lift our spirits, don't we, Dave? You know, it's like, oh, I've had enough. I'll listen to put me in a happy place. But some people listen to music just to, like, remember people mm. and remember things. So I'll I'll go with this one then. So the drugs don't work by the verve. I listened to that. I'd I'd heard it hundreds of times before because it's just class. Mm. It's just quality in in many different ways. The first time I heard it after my mum had died, I was heartbroken. I'm telling you, I was inconsolable. Mm. I could not even muster words because I thought he's written this for my dad. Mm. So there are sometimes you listen to songs, you've heard them hundreds of times, and then you listen to them again for another time. You go, oh, it means everything else now. It is completely different, that song. You know, Cheer Up Sleepy Jean, The monkeys. My mum was called Jean. Again, heartbroken. So there are times when, you know, traumatic periods of our lives, it's just so difficult to put, to listen to music. And I was talking to my mother-in-law because my father-in-law died probably about 18 months ago, and I said, why don't you put your radio on? She goes, I can't listen to the radio anymore. So why not? Because music reminds me again. It's just too painful. So, and I think music has that power to yeah, lift your spirits, but I think it's also got, got that ability to take you back to painful places as well. And I'm just wondering, do, have you guys got any particular tunes that actually hurt you? I've got... Uh,
0: I totally agree. But in doing that, I sometimes find it quite therapeutic as well. Now, that might sound quite strange, that, but my my head was a bit... 39 to 41, I said this before, my head was a bit battered. And in that period of time, for some bizarre reason, I listened to a lot of Jose Gonzalez, of all people. A lot of his stuff. Uh, and I think he did quite a lot of the soundtrack to The Secret Life of uh, Walter Mitty. And there's a couple of tracks on that. That when I listen to it all without a word, it just transports me right back mm. to that. I get that pitter that that feeling in my stomach, you know. But yeah. I find it quite ther- when it comes on. I find it quite quite therapeutic, therapeutic. Like I'm, I don't know. Like I'm not afraid to run away from. At that time in my life, I wanted to run away from it. But now mm. I'm not afraid to run run away from it, and the fact that I can listen to it sort of it's quite therapeutic for me and mm. i would say yeah that is a lot more there's emotion attached to the good stuff as well when when you're completely buzzing mm. in but the emotion that's attached to something a time in your life that can be quite low or dark yeah that's the, the, the unbelievable unbelievable because that piece of music does bring sums everything up you could I couldn't verbalize if someone said tell me how you're feeling about that I couldn't verbalize it but I could say I could listen to that and that will tell that story for me definitely mm. and I think I think even more so when when you think about people that have passed away and I got to know a, one of the lads at footy, I got to know him really, really well, and he was basically the, uh, the, the, the father of one of Joshua's mates, uh, younger than me, and and he passed away. And we got invited to the funeral, and all the football team got invited to the funeral too. And I was, we were sat together as a family, and, and Josh got on really well with him, really well with him, absolutely sound bloke and they played a piece of music which was like a relevant piece of music uh from like like up-to-date piece of music and it was one of jay's fame favorite tunes and he shed us went he Mm. shed us went and i know for a fact that every time that comes on now, i know he'll 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 remember him or it'll Mm. bring him back to them Mm. at a particular time so i think you're right i think it's quite scary how it sounds I guess it's a soundtrack to your life isn't it many 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 pieces of you know tunes that associate events and time in your life and the emotions that are attached to it and that is super powerful that
1: super powerful
0: Mm.
1: yeah yeah I agree I was I was going to ask a question and it's it's actually now you've said that it's just become rhetorical um, and I think I know what what you'd said to this, Phil. Do you think music is art? Is it an art form? Yeah,
2: yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, totally is, totally is, and like in every conceivable way, you know, the the because it's a creative process, and and the 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 very act of getting stuff down, whether whether it's just. You know, whether it's just someone just putting something together on Garage Band because they just needed an avenue for something, or whether it's someone creating, you know, an amazing classical work, you know, um, it yeah, it's it's art because you know um, it it conjures up those mem it triggers memories it conjures up sort of images in your head. You relate stuff to the time you've, you've heard it and the emotions that you said and obviously everyone everyone can, perceives music in a different way you know and one piece of music that might make you sad might might really uplift me you know we talked yeah. the other day about in spiral carpets as um uh, again lara from an uh, active uh, she she sort of called it the 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 one of the, the saddest happy tunes she knows, you know, because you can listen to it on a, in a, in a football stadium where everyone's chanting it, you know, to go to the other side and it's quite mm. joyous and sort of, but at the same time you listen to the lyrics and it's deeply sad and it's kind of quite trailblazing mm. about how it talks about, um, you know, mental health and suicide, you know, in, in a, yeah. in a, in a catchy pop song. You know, similarly, you know Morrissey and, and you know and the Smiths specifically they, they were masters of sad happy songs because you'd have Morrissey you know saying how terrible it was to be shy and introverted and then Johnny Marr just totally rocking it on guitars and just totally <laughs> inventing new ways of playing you know because I, I can never understand how Johnny Johnny Marr is such a great guitarist anyway but how he was such a great guitarist at that age it's mm. just insane so you juxtapose the two so i could perceive it you know this charming man has being terribly sad or how soon he's now or whatever you, you know mm. but someone else might go well i love that because it really sort of pumps me up and a real you know this charming yeah. man's a great one because it's such a bouncy tune that the, the guitar is so happy sounding you know it's brilliant Art.
1: i love that Yeah, definitely I mean that to me. You described like you know, there's like there's contrast, contrasting elements of the track, and it, you know you could use that with you know visual art as well. Yeah. You know there's contrasting elements to highlight certain parts of it. So you know the the, the upbeat, joyous rhythms that Johnny Marr could produce contrasted with those like deep thoughts of Morrissey. You put them together, it's like this shouldn't work, no. but they really do. And you've got this is how it feels. You've got. The, the lyrics which were which which were written and performed on on the keyboard the keyboard sound if you took the lyrics away you think what a really happy yeah. tune and this is like it's a really sort of thing but you realise it's talking about suicide if, it's, it's strange and, and I think they're the things that when you contrast these elements together yeah. it creates something you know yeah. which is greater than some of its parts yes, if you absolutely. had to pick a track
0: I know because. You often do it in a boot, you know, top ten track top five tracks this. If you had to pick a track that summed up your life today, what would it be?
1: Bat out of hell. Okay. I've got- <laughs> <laughs> dancing queen. <laughs>
0: Super trooper for me, boys.
2: <laughs> Lady in red for me, Oh, oh
1: god. it's my job to ask the insightful questions. What are you I doing? Know, I know. You, you can't, you've taken my Does job some now. some prep, and they? Did some prep for today's yeah. session. Oh, <laughs> Rather than just rocking up and winging that. it again. Are you ready <laughs> for on. this one? Ready? High and dry radio, Ed. Wow. Mm. That, that's one of those songs that still... It kind of, it can bring me to tears, but also make me feel happy at the same mm. time. It just, it's just, it's not just even like a period of life. So the lyrics, th- that's one of those examples I was saying before about, you know, the contrast there is that it's beautiful. You know, the musically it is beautiful and it's got everything in it that, that would make a fantastic tune. Um, but lyrically, it's just, it's it's the sheer pain in Tom York's voice, you know. It brings pain across, but it, ta- it for me. It just takes you on a journey, mm. you know. It just from it just it is. There's pain in it, but there's also the satisfaction that you've gone through it. You know, you mentioned it before, Dave, about you know you listen to things, but you can listen to it again now and go. You know what? I'm grateful now for that opportunity to be that miserable, to have suffered that much in my life. I can now listen to this and go. I feel. I feel positive now because I've been through that. And the other one would be Sweet Disposition by Temper Trap. That's just two completely different types of tracks. But when I listen to them, when I first listened to Temper Trap, Sweet Disposition, it was when I was having a breakdown and it just reminded me of waking up going, I don't want to be here. I just don't want to be here. I've been played on the radio all the time and, and the way those lyrics are performed, it's just, it is pure pain and emotion. And it's still, I can, I can listen to that now and think I'm really pleased that I can listen to this in a different light now. It's no longer painful. It's actually a beautiful track. Mm. So there's two. You said one, but my first one would be Radiohead.
0: What about yourself, Phil? Uh,
1: from, Good one. For
2: me, yeah. oh God, I've not done any prep on this. I'll shoot from the hip. Like, you can have, you me, can have two.
0: You can have two. And set the bar. Two, yeah. So he's made his is. life easier because he can't pick one, so he's got two. So it's <laughs>
2: gonna so be two. Um, <laughs> well, again, in terms of music that's kind of put me on a journey um, and, and influenced me, I think I've got to say "Blue Monday" by New, by New Order. Nice, because again, you've got this band that came out of tragedy. Like the death of Ian Curtis and all, all of that, but just did so much in such a short period of time. It's insane the amount of, the amount of gigs, mm. the performances they did. did in, and we could record two seminal albums in, in what just over two years or something like that. Ian Curtis dies, they regroup, first album not so great, but then somewhere in the middle of this, they transform into this from this iconic rock group into this iconic group that defines dance music. Like Blue Monday is, is, you know, an awesome piece of music still is. And I dread it's 40 years old next year. Um, no. and you can listen to that now you watch some of the, um, reaction videos online, like of kids listening to Blue Monday for the first time. And it's amazing cause it's like, whoa, holy shit. You know, like, I can't believe. And again, yeah. it's just that melding of guitar and pop and dance music, but it's not you know, you listen to other dance music at that point and none of them had that sort of solid sound that Blue Mundy's got. So and, and then mm-hmm. just a very sparse vocal from Bernard. It's just ace. And then so the other one that really again maybe set me on a track was Winding Back Much Earlier and just Life on Mars by David Bowie, which is just it's it's just I think what I love about it is it, it's so it starts really, really super simple, you know, that, that piano line and, and, the, and, the, and, you know, the, 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 lyric from Bowie, it's got awful small affair and it just builds and builds and builds and then it builds and it drops and it builds back up again. And by the end of it, it's, you know, it's gone full orchestral and you've got the timpanis on there and it's just a brilliant piece of music that you can't erase. Once you've heard, you can't, it's another one Then for me. I, I know every beat of it. I, I know every beat mm-hmm. of lots of songs because that's how my brain works. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, just every note of
0: it is in my head and, and always will be. Nice, yeah. man. Nice.
1: Dear. You, you can't ask a question without having
0: an I know, answer. I know. So, Metallica, nothing else matters.
1: Oh. Right. I thought you were going to say Enter Sandman Well, then. I could say yeah. Kenny. Bad any, dreams. anything off
0: that album mate anything on that off that wow. album but nothing else matters is just incredible because you can be you can be feeling awesome and listen to it and it's any it, you know it, it does the job uh mm-hmm. or you could be feeling a bit crap and it does the job too it's just it's just absolutely yeah. brilliant uh yeah. any city situ- you know any time for me that and then uh Cafe del mar energy fifty two yeah. every day wow. every day of the week I remember being in a beatther when it first came out I remember going back to a and they were still playing it and I went back to a and still playing it it's just absolutely it's just class and it's yeah. you know there's mm-hmm. been quite a few remixes and versions of it off the bat which are good but it's just it's just ace it's just does the job
1: I love those I mean they again they're you couldn't get more contrasting tunes than them, could you? They're just so yeah. different. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, that question—the question you asked—was like, if it was to summarise your life, wasn't it? Yeah. Or was if you had it? To pick, wasn't your yeah, favourite well, track, Was to, it? To, just summarise sum life. Yeah.
0: The life aspects of it. If you had to look back and go, "This is me. I've been here and done that." What's What's that one yeah. tune on that? What's the
1: headline yeah. track
0: of that album? Mm.
1: Yeah. And we picked two, so. <laughs> You would, and, and I reckon if we'd had a couple of beers in, in, um, and talk, talking Cod live in a yes. pub somewhere, I reckon those answers might be agree. a little bit different. Yeah, I totally
0: agree. Yeah, because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I put you guys on the spot there, and everybody yes. had a... I and mean, you could have probably come up with quite a lot more, I think, distilling it down into yeah. one is it's quite difficult because like we've been discussing as soon as you, as soon as you go, okay, what's that tune? And you're looking back for those points in your life and those, and those times and those memories and those experiences yeah. to go, that's the one, that's the one. It was as good then as it is now. And it still makes me feel like that. Yeah.
1: I would love to know what our listeners would think about that. You know, what were your top two tunes that would summarize your life or the ones about the most impact on you? That would be a really, interesting thing to hear, we, because you we could probably argue with them. But you can't argue with somebody's own experience, can you? No. I think and that's just fascinating how music can can influence your life. But it put like bookmarks in the chapters yeah. of your life and go, that's it. it that is just everything. I was going to just, you know, probably finish, I suppose, looking at the time because I, I guess we're going to have to do soon. I mean, I could, honestly, I could talk about music all day and all night, Mm -hmm. honestly, there was, you know, you do things just by, just by out of habit. And I'll give an example, get up in the morning, turn the radio on, get into the car, put the radio on, because there's always been this, I need, I just need music, I need music to function. It's like oxygen. Mm. Silence is not golden, silence is awful. And it probably took me until my late forties to realise that I'm doing this out of habit and it's, actually becoming stressful to turn the radio on because generally it's full of crap yes. you know it's usually just commercial radio stations trying to sell things to you which are no better than what's been made before and there's much better stuff out there so then you flick through the radio station and you go no that's crap that's crap heard that a thousand times before that's crap i've no idea what that is you know anything all i want to do is drive my car <laughs> so I've got to the point now, when I get into the car, I don't even listen to music now. Yeah. Maybe this is why podcasts are so good. You know, my favourite would be Talking Code, of course, but there's a few others. Um, but do you ever find yourself just listening to, oh, this sounds so This sounds so kind of spiritual now. Do you ever find yourself just listening to nature's soundtrack and just go, actually, I'm just going to listen to what's around me, the ambience of life. All the time, mate.
0: Yeah. All the time, because yeah. I've got the ability to do that now. I used to put music on a lot of the time to draw and turn the noises out inside my head. Yeah, now,
2: yeah.
0: I love the peacefulness. I deliberately get up every morning before everybody else. So I've got that quiet, you know, that, that quiet time. Mm-hmm. And I go to bed later than everybody else. A lot of it because of that quiet time. And I've not always got mm-hmm. music or TV on. I remember my mum used to do it. I come in from playing out and I walk in, I'd be like, why don't you put the TV on mum? What are you, what are you doing? And she'd yeah. just be having some peace. She'd be the same in the morning, yeah. at night. And I used to think, I can't believe she's not watching TV. I can't believe she's got no... Well, why not? I love it. I absolutely love yeah. it. For this, a lot of this, what you're saying, for the reasons of that. But sometimes, it's just great to have nothing there.
1: Nothing going
0: yeah. on. So that must be... Maybe that's an absolute middle-aged thing, that.
1: So. Pottering and just concentrating,
0: chipping away and, yeah, some some silence <laughs> enjoy the silence there you go Phil enjoy, that's the name of the song, eh? I might, I might try and work that, that well is, up around
1: that that is one of my favourite tunes of all and the video oh, that blew my mind what a great tune what a great tune anyway format here isn't it Desert Island Dicks <laughs> <laughs> what have you just said
0: <laughs> oh my goodness me <laughs> we might, it might be what okay actually it might be <laughs>
1: <laughs> How long is it taking you to think of that? All half an hour. I
0: need something. I need something. I've got it. I've got it. I'll save it till the end.
2: Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed us talking cod, please give us a rating, leave us a review in your podcast app,
0: and subscribe now. Quick shout-out to the guys at Dapdip Productions, the folks pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at dapdip.co.uk.
1: And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune, Elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking code.